1: everybody have the things they need
0: it's funny that you're rolling something right as we
1: <laughs> oh i <laughs> i tend to just i fidget a lot with my hands i've realized so i just am rolling
0: Wow! <laughs> wait can you can you can i see that again i missed it well
1: I, well, you're not gonna i mean i haven't rolled anything There's yet more stuff than i thought there'd be <laughs> see, <laughs> i've only got one so far but are those just just joints
0: This Mm -hmm. is what you do while we record the show? Yeah, I've been doing it for a while. (laughs) I do do this incessantly, and I drop my pen all the time, and it gets picked up on the mic. See, mine is much more productive. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Out of paper, out of stock, there's friendly faces around the block. Break loose from the chains that are causing you pain. Call Michael and Stanley, Jim and Dwight Creed, call Annie and Kelly for your business paper needs or done the myth, then the people purses, paper people, done the then the people versus paper people, done the myth, then the people purse paper, the the paper,
1: the the paper people. Hello and welcome to the Michael Scott Podcast Company, a show for fans of the office by fans of the office. I'm your host and receptionist at Sunrise Rehab, Sean Roney.
0: And I'm Edwin Jane's fire girl too soon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and with us as always, our producer in the warehouse, Mr. Alex Ward, I also drink perhaps more than Meredith. I just hide it better and keep my clothes on <laughs> every week. We get I together... will not be the big guy in the tiny head <laughs> <laughs> every week. We get together and talk about our favorite show. NBC's The Office this week. It's not your grandma's Christmas episode. Unless, of course, your grandma is Moroccan, in which case it's very accurate. This week we're talking about Moroccan Christmas. Uh, after that, we'll head to the conference room for some for some more Christmas holiday fun. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> sure. Be less specific. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Keep keep one more. Before we get started, though, um, Alex, uh, any housekeeping?
2: Uh, no just normal stuff here uh, speaking of speaking of staying in the holiday spirit we uh if you hadn't heard we did put out our second white lotus Christmas special on our patreon uh so go over there if you're looking for that uh it's five bucks patreon.com slash michael scott join us get all of our back episodes of mailbags of drafts of all the bonus stuff you missed including as as the af- aforementioned white lotus Christmas in which we broke down uh season two of HBO's to me HBO's flagship show right I'd say put it right next to succession for for me what I'm looking forward to uh throughout the year so check it out uh Edwin joined us for the second episode
0: that's That's right right. guest appearance
2: after accidentally (laughs) watching all of season one which meant he had to watch all of season two what was that both seasons within 72 hours
0: uh, pro- a shorter time frame than that, but yes. Yeah,
2: that's, <laughs> that's so much. Uh
0: I just i just mainlined season two right into our recording <laughs> yeah, no time. No
2: kidding. That's uh, incredible stuff. Well, I mean that's the commitment you can come to expect on this show, and that's uh that's what you can get if you join our the um <laughs> These
0: are the things that I would do for love or for beauty. So That's
2: right. That's right. Um, as Edwin's new nickname on the show, the new Diva of Palermo, Edwin James. <laughs> um, before we and and we're gonna talk Morocco christmas and to kick it off i'm gonna air a tiny grievance to edwin oh, which is oh no. he's ruined this episode for me by making the stupidest joke like five years ago of calling it morocca christmas <laughs> and i
1: like the the radio host Rocka. yeah
2: exactly mm-hmm. uh, a very niche radio host humorist who's on like wait wait don't tell me a lot also what does he mm-hmm. do now what does morocca even do now
0: uh celebrates Christmas, I think. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Looks back fondly on the TV show Best Week Ever. Uh yeah. Mo Rocca Christmas was a joke in the office. Was it really? Yeah. Stanley is talking about all the Christmases that he's experienced the Moroccan Christmas, the Mo Rocca Christmas. <laughs>
2: oh, I thought that was your joke in my head. Christmas it's is Christmas your
0: joke. Yeah. Well it is now. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, my bad Mo. Mm-hmm. This is a time for the airing of grievances. So, <laughs> Boy, I will uh, hammer spank your rear. I <laughs> well, think maybe, uh, maybe as we transition into this episode, we can address a quick grievance that maybe our listeners might have with us, which is uh, apologies that we didn't release a new episode last week, uh, but excited to be joining you again for Christmas here. And I think as far as our Patreon mailbag goes, I believe we're going to be releasing that very soon, just after Christmas. So uh, stay tuned for all of that. As always, uh, there's never been a better time to join.
2: <laughs> it's
1: true. It's true. Yeah, I
2: think well I think it, it's coming towards the end of the month. This one for sure, but yeah, yeah. but we'll yeah.
1: get it done. We did we did the White Lotus stuff, so it y- y- shall y- be extra special. We promise. Um, but let's get into today's main topic, which is Moroccan Christmas, season five, episode eleven, It aired on December eleventh, two thousand eight. Uh, it was written by Justin Spitzer. Justin Spitzer, of course, is a is a writer and editor on The Office, and we know him as the comedic nurse who shows up uh, when Meredith is in the hospital. So that's where her uterus went. Um, And, and this episode was directed by the great uh, Paul Feig. Um, Haven't we love Paul Feig on this uh, podcast, but if you are just joining and you don't know Paul Feig, um, he's uh, uh, an actor from the eighties and nineties who became a great comedic director. He's done, bridesmaids he helped develop parks and rec and he's directed some of the greatest episodes of directed the directed a lot of
2: arrested development as well
1: yeah that's right uh-huh he was in uh he was in um what was the the heavyweights
0: <laughs> oh yes of course he's a camp oh. counselor
1: <laughs> um, I Love heavyweights a very young paul feig so uh go back and re-watch that if you haven't lately um but uh edwin why are we talking about moroccan christmas this week Oh, yeah. I thought you'd never ask.
0: <laughs> it is the season of mercy, as Angela says. It is Christmas time once again, and there is no better time to go through the back catalog of Office Christmas episodes. And for this week and for this year, we decided to focus on Moroccan Christmas. I think the, in previous years we have done the Christmas party from season two and Dwight Christmas last year, and Moroccan Christmas felt like a. Uh, a a fun episode for us to talk about uh an action packed episode full of fires and uh and all sorts of different Booze? things like that so She's
1: yeah burning a, uh,
0: there's dragging no, uh, people by not, their arms <laughs> does not lack for drama uh and we'll jump right into it for this Christmas episode this year there is a lot going on in
2: this one uh, and this and is also a wild too, episode it's crazy but also it, you know it's it's uh there's an extended cut now as it is in season 5 so yes. Uh, another another bonus for us.
1: Um, yeah, so this episode uh we do get a a, a Jim and Dwight prank cold open. Uh, this is the gift wrapped desk uh very quick and uh and simple little cold open between Jim and Dwight. Um, a memorable one. A very memorable one. I personally as as someone who works in the art department uh, in film and television, I am curious how many takes. They did, and how many soft, gift-wrapped desks were sitting off to the side, ready for Rain Wilson to throw his briefcase onto? Well, this was a great. Uh, w- we get asked this a lot, of
2: like with with the new Superfan cuts. What are some revelations that have been big for you? And this is a huge one for me, which is they include a short talking head of Jim after the prank, before the credits, where he just goes chicken wire. Merry yeah. Christmas, everybody. And you just yeah. get the explanation of how he actually pulled it off. Because I've okay. always wondered it's like how do you how do you how do, do that? Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh nice to finally solve that mystery.
0: And also a fun visual to see Jim sitting at Dwight's desk. Yeah,
2: he's got Dwight's desk in the break room, mm-hmm. which explains <laughs> where it went. Uh a feet a feet on its own moving that desk back into which the, he does several room. times. Yeah. <laughs> he's gotta get there early like you got to think Dwight is not late Dwight's probably in like an 815 830 guy at the office
1: and Jim's got to be getting there super early yeah I wonder if we need to add hired help to uh, Jim's prank budget because it might be <laughs> when- Jim also might stay
2: late yeah the day mm-hmm. before yeah, I could see him moving desks then
0: but that seems like the more plausible uh, scenario
1: to me I agree <laughs> um but then we get into uh the meat of the episode of course it's christmas time again um but uh very notably this is not an angela party planning committee party um phyllis is now in charge because of course phyllis is not blackmailing angela because
0: There's it no would involve a formal letter <laughs> that's yeah. right
1: mm-hmm. um yeah. yeah so uh phyllis has got um Angela under her little finger, under her little what is I can't remember what she says, but <laughs> sure, um, and uh, and man, Phyllis is working Angela hard. I think we get a lot more of that in uh, the extended cut.
0: Yeah, I think there are instances in the show where Phyllis is given a little bit more authority, a little bit more rain, and she really, really speaks her mind. Um, this is dark Phyllis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> um in stark comparison to um when Jim says, "Whoa, is that trash talk from Phyllis during the Office Olympics episode?" Right. This is a this is a brand new version of Phyllis, one who is um keen on using her power uh to Enact a little bit of revenge and get a little even with Angela, who uh, did very much the same when Angela was at the head of the party planning committee. And also, Phyllis has this distinct vision for office parties, which are is a lot grander in many ways. Um, mm-hmm. And outside the very traditionalist approach of Angela Martin, Angela likes a
2: nice modest party, and then you come in here and demand the world. And uh, <laughs> you know, Meredith is someone to give Michael that world. And, yeah, uh, we don't want fucking knights. What a what a what a theme for Christmas party uh, yeah. and, and rigid, you know, rigid dedication to the theme, including, you know, wiping the nativity set off the, uh, off the <laughs> table, having Angela haul the tree down. This was another deleted scene where we get her talking about, you know, an aunt can carry so much more than her own. <laughs> I weight. Loved... What, what she needs is a strong queen to tell her,
1: you know, what to do. <laughs> That's so good. Um, and then an incredible physical comedy <laughs> long physical comedy bit um, from angela just like getting a tree hauling a tree herself down the stairs down the stairs parking lot it was
2: great you think white would have been throwing himself at helping angela do that but
1: yeah
0: well that would have been been too obvious don't you think yeah he understands that
2: he understands that she needs to take the the punishment Mm -hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I wish that they had kept that scene in. The physical comedy uh, for Angela would have been, I think, something nice to add to her character. That's not something we get a lot of. No. Instead of Michael kind of making jokes about her height. Um, <laughs> and I think like that would have just been a nice inclusion, broadly speaking. I also think, um, speaking to Phyllis and her adherence to the theme, even when uh, it's Kelly's birthday uh, later on, Phyllis says to Dwight and Jim, who are in charge of planning, there's always a theme. <laughs> so Phyllis is very, very uh, passionate about this kind of party planning um, And yeah. wants to see her vision realized
1: And the decorations the... look expensive I'm, I must say, Bob Vance has to be contributing to the fund uh, on this party
2: Oh yeah, and the food, I mean the spread I mean that's one of their better food spreads of, at a party I mean
1: all the uh, all, all the drapery that's going on And the, she's got a sitar mm-hmm. and, and a mm-hmm. drum All kinds of embroidered
0: pillows everywhere. Yeah. The pita and hummus. The the cookies that are traditionally eaten during Ramadan. Mm. Angela's Angela's Camel and North African King. Yeah. Yeah. And then the full bar. I think that was a different uh, sort of thing for us as well in one of these parties. We've seen, obviously, the bottles of vodka in uh, the season two episode and the margarita karaoke christmas season <laughs> yeah. three which i'm rem- I'm remembering now we did actually talk about that one as well in our mm-hmm. previous uh iterations of our christmas special <laughs> um but this full bar seemed a little bit more realized and on display especially with michael pouring and you know that michael isn't uh he's very heavy-handed when it comes to these <laughs> kinds of things yeah,
2: i love the shots we get to of him trying to impress stanley with bottle flipping which isn't really a bottle he just kind of Grabs the bottles and
1: <laughs> does it like a rodeo for a, or
2: a lasso for a second and puts it back.
1: I was surprised um, there was no mention of cocktail in even in the deleted scenes here. Um, yeah. The, uh, the uh, movie with
0: the Tom uh, Cruise vehicle. Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise.
1: Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, we got a lot more um, Michael showing off his cocktail skills. I think he even says that he was doing cocktail classes or something at one point well he um, almost passed
2: <laughs> he almost yeah. passed a
1: bartending school
2: or class yeah. <laughs> uh and after the third time he thought it was kind of silly so he'd stop <laughs> yeah he's yeah
0: <laughs> Dude, we've seen
2: him at improv class could you imagine michael at a bartending class how many bottles oh and glasses gosh. were broken They're just michael like mm-hmm. <laughs> michael we're not doing bottle tricks you're just learning what goes together. Here we go. Don't throw that. He's he's trying to do that one where you get like six glasses, you know, and then like pour the whole mm-hmm. curved thing. He's built so like much.
0: a tower of champagne flutes that he's pouring the one bottle into. Whoa, whoa, and then he tries whoa. to pull the, and then he tries to pull the tablecloth out from all of them at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No one combines Michael the Magic meets Michael the Mixologist.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it just, the, the cold open just ends with him finding the blowtorch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Michael, no. <laughs> that Dwight has hidden. Fire shots. As, uh, Dwight is For hidden as, as safety manager.
2: Yeah, he sees the Spanish coffee being made and turns around to the camera like... <gasps> <laughs> <laughs>
0: we also hear that Michael uh, would have had a dream of one day owning a bar.
2: Yeah. 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 Hmm. Another reason Michael's... he's he's got to get Danny Cordray, you know. The guy's living all his dreams. <laughs> Single, nice set of shoulders, running a bar.
1: <laughs> um it that is... of course I mean the, speaking of the bar, this that, you know, it leads to really the bulk of this episode, which is mostly about Meredith and and Michael trying to uh to um uh intervention her (laughs) intervene and well i mean michael kind of has a
2: as a has a a white knight complex in this episode of like he really he's like i'm going to save meredith um you know on the heels of the scene in which she's dancing uh in the conference room and lights her hair on fire from the candles that are there uh Mm -hmm. she's burning we get the full, <laughs> full experience of Meredith here. We she, she belly dancing. <laughs> oh
1: god! Yeah, we get- this is this part of the party is just wild too. Like Kevin is like banging on the drum. That's like, <laughs> like
0: dum 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 dum
1: dum 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 dum. Like it's just like feels very chaotic. And of course, Michael's been making people um, uh, vodka orange juices. And um, <laughs> one orange, of everything, orange vodka juices, <laughs> yeah, and mm-hmm. one of everything's. Um, so uh, no wonder people are hammered, but um, but I don't know, I, he's got abstinent, 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 yes.
0: Um, I think one of the reasons that, um, when we were thinking about uh, office episodes to, to talk about, we were talking about this versus maybe classy Christmas in season seven, I believe, mm-hmm. um, and my instinct was to talk about this one in part because we've talked about Michael and Holly to such a great extent on this podcast and deservedly. Yes. So, um, for what their relationship represents for Michael and the show and et cetera. Um, but Moroccan Christmas is very unique. It's very different. Like you said, it feels very chaotic. And I think a big piece of that is because, um, Dwight, Pam and, or, and Jim are, are very much turned down in terms of what they're doing in this episode. Yeah. Um, Obviously, they play their part. They have their lines. They have their jokes. Dwight is selling Princess Unicorn. But in terms of the main meat of the episode, it's actually an episode about Michael and Meredith, which is super unique and probably the reason why it feels so chaotic because Michael and Meredith are two very sort of... um, They bounce off each other quite a bit um, in dramatic ways, and especially when Michael is trying to – like you said, he's trying to save her in a way, and he's trying to – he feels like he's got this duty, and his duty can change kind of a whim depending on what's going on in the room, whether it's the duty to be the best bartender and make sure people are having fun or this duty to suddenly need to have an intervention um, for Meredith.
2: Yeah, right, and that's it where it's like Michael – I mean, Michael continued to serve her one of everything's. You know, it's not like this. He suddenly was like, "Oh wow, she's drunk." It's like, well, you were pouring all those drinks, and and you know, insane amount of alcohol in them. Again, not to blame Michael, but uh, it's it's a it's a good example of how Michael is just he's he lives completely in the present moment at times. Um, I I was
1: I was going to say the same thing. You know, this is just not a it's it's really funny how like you know near the end of this episode i was like wow there's just like no jim and pam in this episode Mm -hmm. and it's and it's bizarre too as it's a i mean it's a holiday episode right i mean you would imagine that when this aired they promoted it pretty heavily and knew that a lot of people were going to watch it and Mm -hmm. to make it a a, a meredith uh, michael episode is an odd choice but oh my god so funny though i mean i think the getting to see steve carell and kate Flannery work off of each other is is a real um that man that rehab scene is just so funny
2: <laughs> wait 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 that wait,
0: that is wait.
1: One of... <laughs> the way she tries wait, to a minute, away. wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute
0: and the, yeah, j- just the, the physical comedy of them chasing each other. I love the way that she throws the garbage can and, and um, Steve Carell just kind of accepts it into his neck. Yeah. Stomach. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah. And then and backs his in, car into it later. And in, the, <laughs> yes, and in the lead up to that scene, Meredith is, is we just passed poor Richards. There's the bog. There's Cooper. And Michael just says, yep. Yep. Yes. Yes. He That's just a, says, yes. It's, it's a All new place. Places. She's, yeah.
2: like, she's like, it must have just opened.
1: <laughs> I, I would love to see forget the teapot letter. I would love to see uh the office the conversation that happened behind closed doors. Um between Meredith oh, with and with Michael, Michael and Meredith? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 'Cause you
2: we know it ends with them agreeing to go get a drink.
1: Yeah. Yes. But at um, what point did Michael during the conversation realize like, Okay, I'm just gonna trick her now? <laughs> I gotta just Yeah, I can't convince her. I'm just gonna have to t- take her by force.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: um Um, i have a question about this does do you think like are michael's intentions pure no in this episode because (laughs) well here's the thing though is a lot of other instances on the office when michael does something like this there's always an ulterior motive or there's something else that he's trying to gain or be rewarded by or or something like that um and in this one, there's not really an upside for Michael, I, I, other I than s- obviously being seen as a, a hero or whatever. But like, it, I I do not agree with his methods or how he decides to go about it. But I can't I can't totally say that his intention isn't
1: genuine. I I think that it's what's the reason, and what's great about this episode is it's the classic reason. Michael is just doing this for the cameras. He wants to be mm. some kind of you know movie. Hero that like saves the day by, I mean, I, I wish there was like a maybe a specific movie that probably came out around that time that featured an intervention or something like that, or perhaps the TV show intervention was recently come had recently come out. But like, I think it's Michael just sees he's like, you know, being the bartender is his opportunity to still steal the shows, steal the show and get the attention of the cameras. But if all of a sudden there's a better way to steal all the attention, then he's going to take that, which is leading an intervention Mm. because it's, you know, Hmm. very dramatic.
0: It's, I, I agree that there is a good intention for Michael or that he sees an opportunity that he wants to help Meredith. He sees himself as this sort of protector, family member, caretaker of, of the office and all these moments, even though no one else um, seems to. And I think there's an element of him wanting to do this. But like like you said, his methods are just so over the top and too unrelenting and unaccepting of what she says and as well as what everyone else says. Jim, Jim says, I think I, he says this is bigger than all of us. And yeah. like that's, it's, or he's it's, like you
1: did you did a good job. He's like trying to like be like, look, yeah, it's th- yeah. Like it's okay. It's not
0: for you to solve in this moment, but that's where yeah. Michael um Enabler. I, enabler, enabler, <laughs> enabler. <laughs> it's it's it reminds me a little bit of in Woof dot com when they say, Michael, do you understand? He says, I understand nothing. <laughs> and there's just kind of this um He just refuses to back down in a way when he feels like he's in the right. And um, I think I think that's kind of what's happening here.
1: Yeah, I think uh, (sighs) I'm sure that's part of it. You know, anytime too that, Toby tells him he can't do something. Well, then he's definitely going to do it. Um, Mm -hmm.
0: Well, that's what (laughs) Michael says. He says, I'm doing your job, man. That's what Michael I love, thinks. I love be that line. Such, yeah, There's a little twitch in his eye. He's yeah. so, he's legitimately mad at Toby right there. So <laughs> deluded and so misguided and, um, in what he's trying to, in what Michael thinks he's trying to do. Um, but just, I mean, there's so much, I think awkwardness when you think about it a little, I, I again, um, I know that we've seen in many of our listeners, I'm sure I've seen this episode many times, but just think about the idea of your boss driving you to a rehab center and trying to, Drag you in there, and then having to sit in that car on the way back.
1: Oh, yeah, gosh. Oh, boy. it's so yeah. <laughs> so crazy. I would definitely say, okay, let's go out for a drink then.
2: I kind of do. I I I kind I kind yeah, of I kind of kind of think Michael's coming because like again, everyone is like Michael. This isn't like everyone agrees. Michael, this isn't for you, and he does he does continue to push through it, albeit in a terrible way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I think it truly for him. He's like he sees this as his family, and he sees a member of his family in a bad place and wants to help them. I think that's, I think that's a, a pure intention for Michael in this episode. Mm. Uh, again, he's just everything. The way he decides to go about it is awful. <laughs> but it's. I mean, in the same way that I think he truly wanted to help the,
1: the Scotts Tots kids. Right. Just
2: uh, you know,
0: <laughs> the intention uh, I, was yeah.
2: pure.
1: Uh, sure, maybe, but again, Michael. Did that as a huge. The Scotts Tots thing was also a massive announcement, and another circumstance of him seeing himself as the main character of the movie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, yeah, I don't. I mean, you're right. I
2: just don't think Michael's that. I don't know. It's a different. It's like yes, I feel like he does actually. Of course, he wants the attention, but he's not like Kelly. Like, like it's it's more of a different like. He just wants to be liked so bad as yes. opposed to wanting attention like he just wants to be respected and liked <laughs> and and he's he's doing what he can but I still think his intention is pure about it he's just terrible at pulling it off It's a larger it's a, probably a lar-
1: it's probably a whole episode we could talk about Michael Yeah well, I I mean I mean I, this is always the time says so so <laughs> go yeah, ahead. There's sorry. no
0: time like the present. I think <laughs> yeah. I've been, I mean, I know that I mentioned it earlier and I'm, now that I'm thinking about it a lot more and uh, from woof.com and uh, Michael, I, I, I think I misquoted earlier. He says, I do not agree to sell, which is to say nay. And right. there is an element of, I think Michael is, he's, he's just coming at it with full force when he needs to not push so much. He wants to encourage, ryan but he doesn't need to just blindly back whatever he's doing he wants to encourage meredith to make a positive change in her life but he doesn't need to try to force her to go to rehab he doesn't need to drag
1: her in yeah exactly there's
0: yeah there's (laughs) just there's no nuance there's no tempered step in what um in what michael is doing his approach is more is more as we mentioned Yeah. yeah
1: yes uh yeah I, I i mean I'll just say i i i really feel like it's it, i I don't feel like the intention is is pure because i mean it is one of those situations too where everyone is telling him stop everyone so yes. i I don't know Mainly I, toby though and that's and that and and the part of it you know him being defiant is is part of him being the main character of the movie like that he that everyone told him no and that it was a horrible idea well guess what <laughs> um uh they don't i, allow- think, I think that's <laughs>
0: one of the more interesting parts about this uh the intervention as well as that there's there are a lot of michael tries to source feedback and input from other people and he does not get yeah. all the responses that he wants um yeah which well, I think is, is is very funny. I mean, because it also kind of speaks to the relationships that the characters might have off camera. Kevin talks about the time that Meredith gave uh, him her movie, movie tickets, tickets because she got yeah. too drunk to go. Um, that was and really he did not, cool. He just said, A- "You said affected by." That was <laughs> really cool. Yeah. And then, I mean, and then uh, yeah.
2: No, I mean, I I mean, I, at the end of this, I, I don't know if we want to wrap up this storyline yet, but I mean, like, t- takes her to the rehab center. Literally drags her in. I have a deposit alcoholic. I mean, he he thinks this is he has no idea how this actually works. Right. Uh, but then then the talking head after that, you know, when it when it wraps up, he's like, so it turns out you can't, for, you know, they have to do it voluntarily. You can't check someone in against their will. Uh, they have to hit rock bottom. So I need to find ways to push Meredith to the bottom. Uh, I think I can do it. <laughs> I did it with Jan.
0: So I, I mean, I'm not saying Michael's
2: a good person. I just think he's dumb. But he's still kind of just like I can, I I want to help people uh, if possible. Um, uh, that's that's
1: kind of an evil statement for sure. I I mean, because it's also worth mentioning that he thinks that the way to do an interve- intervention is to be really mean to the person and tell them how horrible they are and make them feel really bad about themselves, and then they'll stop. Which, again. We we know Michael knows how to use Wikipedia and Google. Um, these are definitely not <laughs> the methods. Uh, so I I don't know, I, I I don't know. I think it's I don't think that it's coming from the purest place. I again think it's a it's another way for Michael to um, gain attention and think that he can be the hero. Uh, just like when like like it's very much like the time when he throws the. Keys when he, uh, Jim and Pam's baby is being born, and he's uh, like told he can't park outside of the ER. Throws the keys and says, mm-hmm. "I just did." Um, <laughs> I think it's just because he thinks he's in a movie.
0: That's true. Michael is the star <laughs> of a uh, of his own movie, and he's, I, I think too. There's um. There's a line where Pam says, when Michael starts to gets into imitate, like he, he devolves in his comedy routines as things progress in intensity. Oh, and yeah. And when he gets to mimicking the other person, it's very, very far. I'm thinking of that now when Jim says, What if we can't do it quickly? And Michael says, What if he can't do it quickly? What if he can't do it quickly? <laughs> he's already kind of there mentally. Yeah. Yeah. So right. it makes me well, wonder about the state that he's in in terms of wanting to kind of address this. Right. I think we should also consider that Michael's main thing is he wants to get back to the party. Like, to what extent is Michael oh, trying to good. get back yeah, to this best party ball. that he's ever right. experienced? You know, he was he's really enjoying being the life of the party as terms of the bartender and uh, having this invitation. Think about in launch party when he has an invitation that's not really an invitation or all the times that he's been either rejected or they've or people have told him that the, the sport was fake. He should have known poop ball. And mm-hmm. like to now have a have a pass to actually be in to go to the party. It makes me wonder how much of that is a factor as well. That he's trying to kind of get this out of the way so that he can return to the the this party. and think about in a, or like it's kind of similar to day night when he's suddenly that would be sublime. Like he's trying to re-enter these situations where he's part of the right. group and he's connected. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you're right. You're like, why? Well, yeah, why don't we do it now? We'll do it quickly. Yeah, he's just yeah, he just wants to happen. That's true. I, That's a good I, point.
1: I uh,
0: make a party happen, Phyllis.
1: <laughs> I I don't want to linger on it forever. His motives, but I I do think that like like, you know, there there's a moment that we get where other people are planning the intervention, which is kind of interesting because it's like mm-hmm. Jim and Toby and Oscar, which are kind of people that you wouldn't think
0: hey, would coalition for reason, man
1: yeah the co- that's like literally the coalition for a reason um and uh and they are trying to find a date when they can do this intervention which is weird because Toby says later that they can't talk about anything besides her work performance and I don't know why are, it, it just seems out of character but I think that Michael the one who overserved Meredith sees other people planning her intervention and then he's like no 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 I like like you don't even know what you're doing. I need to plan this intervention. You don't even care about her. Like you know, it's him. Yeah. It's him. Like, he, like he <clears throat> he sees that like he doesn't like the bartending thing isn't gonna work anymore because now people are like turned off by getting super drunk. Mm-hmm. So he needs to find a new angle, and that is to because I mean he leaves the party. He drives away with Meredith. Well, what would yeah. what would prompt that? It's just him trying to be this like superhero
2: yeah it's like when and if you're playing poker and you're you know when you're just committed to a hand and you keep betting even you know you shouldn't so right you just keep you're just like i'm already yeah, in this far down. like yeah if i flop if i fold now i'm losing all this money it's like i gotta just keep going and it's like dude you, mm-hmm. you don't have to uh but we've seen him play poker too in casino night that, that didn't <laughs> yeah. go well either all in
0: also it should all be in. mentioned hey,
2: when they're talking about intervention planning it that Oscar throws out February second. Jim asks, oh, "Would you want to do it on Groundhog's Day?" And Michael says, "No, no, I celebrate privately." <laughs> yeah, yeah, just Jim's a weird, like, that's right, funny little joke. Yeah, <laughs>
0: that's a very that's, that's a very Michaelism, and I think we can maybe we can put a button on this and say that in in any situation, Michael's move is to go all in. That's kind of how he plays it. um, (laughs) Yeah. There we go. I uh, I would love to talk about Toby in this episode, just because he's come up a couple times, and we get a couple of little extra nuances with the superfan episode. So we get Toby in his HR role um, as this sort of thing where, like you talked about, um, talking about the dates and saying that we can only talk about our work performance. He also talks about how he has to look up the company policy uh, in the in in an additional scene in the super fan cut, he talks about how he has to look up the company's substance abuse policy and figure that out. And, mm-hmm. um, then we also have this unique scene where everyone is taking off their shoes. Right. And that's right. Toby has to take off his shoes and his socks are filled with holes.
1: Yes, Yeah. It's a really <laughs> weird little Just joke so at yeah. Toby's expense. Yeah. Just another moment for us all to pity Toby that he's, you know, With no, yeah, he's just. (laughs) Not
0: now, Toby, my God. Get the hell out of here, idiot. (laughs) What are (laughs) they do? That moment with the shoes and socks doesn't really serve the Meredith Intervention storyline, but it does serve a little bit um, the Princess Unicorn storyline. All these things are kind of wrapping in together. But near the end, when um, Dwight is at the end of his surplus of Princess Unicorns and has sold his last one to Daryl, um, Toby, who has called his daughter um, and is excited for the opportunity to be the hero, um, makes this desperate plea to Daryl. Dwight has Dwight says, not my problem. And he goes to Daryl and he says, Daryl, I need this more than anything in the world.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, dude. I mean, he, yeah. He's not he in a good so place. Desperate. No. <laughs> I like that they're just making hints to us. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, man. Bad move on Toby's part. Don't Pays check $400. In. Buy the doll first. Buy the doll first. But I guess he doesn't even know that his daughter likes Princess Unicorn. Maybe that's part of it. <laughs> well, he talks to her on the just, phone. Yeah. I know. But I just, like, don't get her all excited before you've already bought the doll. Oh. That's all, oh, oh. You know. You made a huge mistake there.
0: Mm. You got to yeah. let the cookies cool before you pop them in your mouth. Exactly. Um also and not not to dwell My too much on this. Movie. Pierce the Love that. <laughs> not to dwell too much on this Toby sock moment, but I'm thinking uh, just a few episodes later in Casual Friday, when Oscar has been called out for wearing having his feet in sandals Toby says that he has an extra pair of socks in his bag. He was going to use it <laughs> for volleyball practice. So Toby learns his lesson maybe in this deleted moment. Yeah, and now perhaps. carries backup ah, socks.
2: I think he goes to Target and buys a buys 12-pack a of socks. Mm-hmm. Never again. again. Yeah, never yeah. again. <laughs> I think it's <clears>
1: – <throat> yeah, I do think, like, the the Toby holes in the socks thing, like, it's it doesn't appear to be, like, that they're saying that he's poor or anything like that. It's just one of those things where it's just, like, the dude just, like – isn't taking care of himself, hasn't like, he just keeps yeah, wearing keeps, those socks. Yeah, even though, yeah. Or
2: he just like <laughs> happened to go to this party on laundry day you know, and yeah, just last right. pair and it's like the one party that everyone has to take their shoes off. It's yeah, like, well
1: look, it. if your socks are looking like that, just throw them away. Okay, those are not a laundry day sock. <laughs> you know, you just need to do laundry one day. Like, not all of us have
2: uh, waxed canvas socks for laundry day, Sean. <laughs> that so. is not very comfortable. I Marino Merino wool yeah, I socks. I
0: don't damage. know why you invested in the wax canvas socks. I thought it was a to weird choice. To one day. Yeah. I thought
2: it was a weird choice too. Yeah. Waxed walkers. Well, uh, I, you'll really learn quick... baby. You'll learn. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of like my entire relationship with fashion is kind of looking at it. I look at it through Sean. Sean's my conduit to a wider world of niceties. And, uh,
0: John that's is dressed a, in all black, feels. not just yeah. today, but every day.
1: <laughs> You'll learn. Baby. I have You'll been learn. incorporating some more grays and I, browns. I guess what, Sean? My <laughs> my wardrobe
2: as I slowly getting more and more gray and black,
1: as I so, think you know it looks like Everyone
2: good on Sean. should wear. That's I agree. What... Uh, real quick on the princess unicorn thing. This is a this is a character that went undrafted and unmentioned in our minor characters, but I probably would draft. Today, uh, which is Princess the guy unicorn? who walks in and just gives the whole <laughs> horn
1: <laughs> signal. Yeah, yeah that, guy, that guy. That guy's chill AF, man. I He's love like, the way the the he DL. does it. Just
0: <laughs> awesome. I, I thought you were going to say that you would have drafted Princess Unicorn. Mm. <laughs> no, no. Nope. Um, that's uh, another instance of Dwight kind of getting the jump on um, people who are unsuspecting, these parents and things like that. Uh, kind of in a mirror, not a, not a sure, mirror, though. but another instance of where Dwight is trying to kind of um, play people to be the fool, the way that he yeah. is with Angela and Andy. He's um,
2: preying on irresponsibility. He's like, I want to punish these parents that have waited to the last minute to get their child a gift. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, pure. I mean, it's Dwight's like when, a pure capitalist. There's, there's no way around it.
0: It's like when um he also like makes all the reservations for Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. At all the restaurants around the city. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's right. I forgot about that. Mhm. Yeah. That's
0: twice. I I will say the uh the fa la
2: la 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 ka-ching is kind of a cringe, pretty cringy moment for me.
1: Oh
0: yeah. It's
2: just so yeah, I don't know why. It's just something it's just so stupid. It's just like, ugh, I just
0: Come I on. think it I think it's just that you've seen it many many times now. Yeah. That would be my true. guess.
1: Yeah. You're, oh, you're right. I do like when he does the little, like makes the little unicorn nod, like what what yeah. he does the talking head. I don't remember what he says, but
0: isn't that right, princess? <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. And he does the little. I, how does that happen? <laughs> King has sex with a unicorn. a man, <laughs> man with a horn has sex with her royal horse. <laughs> <laughs> it it uh it also, I mean, the way that he interacts with the doll is very reminiscent of when he talks about someone who's trying to remake the world in his image, Doctor yeah. Jekyll, not him. <laughs> Yeah. Doctor Frankenstein. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. it, it's very much like that when he doesn't see himself in the Doctor. evil villain role. Well, uh. even
2: even with Jim, you know, when it, uh, we he reveals his plan and Jim's goes, "That's the Christmas spirit." And the way <laughs> Dwight frames it is, "I am simply punishing those parents that would wait until the last minute, as if that's like, oh, yeah, that's totally. You're right. That's <laughs> you're right. That's a mild, normal thing to do. Yeah. Someone um, has
0: to do it." We are we a hey, we know that dwight and dwight's christmas punishment is a is a strong yeah, element of it that's
1: that's if you, they've been true.
0: admirable or impish, and he's punishing these impish parents
2: well, we P- learned too he gets the parents. uh in the Shrewd family they had the five finger intervention awareness <laughs> education control acceptance and punching and punching <laughs> yeah classic
1: I didn't get that joke for a long time by the way, I didn't know about the like <laughs> i have like like, I have five. I don't, that's like a thing people do, right? Like, I'll give you five reasons why you should what, stop doing that. One, two, three, four, five, and then you form mm-hmm. a fist. What are you? Oh. I'm not a tough guy like you, so I've never been in that kind of situation. But
2: <laughs> that's... then again, I don't wear all black and dress like a sailor.
0: <laughs> I'm more used to fluffy fingers as a conflict yeah. resolution, <laughs> Go out
1: for ice cream cone. Mm hmm. Um, But, uh, you know, Dwight is not the only person who gets to run a little grift in this episode. Daryl makes a little change as well um, off of Toby, Uh, (laughs) which uh, is just so good. (laughs) Once again, Toby, just make sure that you know what you're getting yourself into, buddy. (laughs) Yeah, the black the black princess unicorn. It's a great touch.
2: and uh, just to just for for daryl to be right there in toby's face just to watch and be like something wrong with the doll something (laughs) 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 no it's even better than the one i
1: wanted it's just so good it's just it's all about toby trying to win points and you're just like oh (laughs) yeah totally
2: (laughs) he just can't do it it's not good um So Angela yeah. do we should we should we mention Angela the kind of Angela Andy little no. side plot here going no, no. okay we'll no, just no, no, no. Lance, <laughs> yes. just ride right past that uh, yeah um, so
1: Andy playing the sitar <laughs> The the one that always gets me is when is right before Jim walks up where he's like we like
2: we've all done that if you find like some crappy old like ukulele or little guitar somewhere <laughs> where you just kind of rock on it and like mm-hmm. see what you can get out of it right and <laughs> and kept... and Andy's doing this the entire time with his with his sitar by the way another just another just fuck off Jim moment when he's... Like Andy's just practicing in the annex, not at the party. Yeah, he's nowhere near them. Yeah. And he's like, stop. It just tells him to stop. There's a party going on. It's like, dude, get get out of your ass, Jim. Like, can you just be not that way? Yeah. Come on, man.
1: Do you take requests? Please stop.
0: <laughs> I I I I I, agree. I get that he's far removed from the party and should be allowed to just kind of practice in peace. It's not like I mean he is this is after he's been stared down by Stanley and says sorry, so um, <laughs> you know he's yeah. kind of removed himself even more. And he remo- and again. He's off um, learning um, deck the halls by himself while the big revelation comes out from Angela. So Andy is done removing himself. I all that said, I do like the way that Jim leads into it because. <laughs> do you take requests, Andy? Yeah, of, co- of, of course, <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, no one, no one has more enthusiastically taken a request to Andy Bernard. That's, <laughs> that's true, true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So there is something I thought, I think very funny, very funny about that, um, yeah. And obviously I was joking about not wanting to talk about Angela Andy, that's like the, the crux of this episode. Um, and we get a deleted scene, or an additional scene, I should say, where Andy is talking about learning, when you touch a musical instrument, it's full of mystery, but then later, you, as you get to know each other, you can make beautiful music together. And he says, "I wish women were the same way <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's good. That's really good. yeah.
2: Uh, I mean, like yeah, I mean, going back to to the it is the load-bearing story of this episode because of of the Phyllis and Angela dynamic this entire time, which reaches a boiling point when Angela calls Phyllis's bluff, right, like, look, the only reason you're treating this way is because you know you have oh. this thing you that I don't even think you're going to do, like you're blackmailing, right. but i don't I don't think you're going to say anything, and tries to call." Phyllis on her cowardice um and this has been playing out for a while now you know I mean I mean Phyllis has had this power this is we're almost like halfway through the season or 10 episodes or so into the season at this point and um I mean Phyllis has had this and it (laughs) I mean hitting the breaking point I mean in, in Angela's defense which sounds weird to say like Phyllis is laying it on pretty thick here like yeah. taking every chance she can to shove Angela's face in it. Mm-hmm. Um, right down to the point where like hair I'm now? not asking. I'm tell like <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you.
0: I'm not yeah. I'm not oh. asking where it is, I'm telling you where it needs to be. Love yeah.
2: that. Oh. Or like telling her to cut how to cut the pita and to fan the napkins and the pitas so they're easy to pick up.
0: And then micromanaging, we get the-
2: doing all the stuff Angela hates.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and then we get the uh the the additional scene where Angela shows up late with the gigantic platter of hummus and pitas yes. and yeah Dwight takes one and I think Michael takes one and then Phyllis says you were late
1: a little late yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: so yeah not you know you don't want to you don't want to step on your enemies too much uh for they will be careful they I will mean, not put up with it but that's the boiling point that Angela hits and she finally says no and there's just just a second Angela walks away, and kind of oh, her it's... evil smirk comes back. Oh, yeah. Angela walks away from Phyllis and is like, "I'm, I'm back, baby. Like I got the power." <laughs> uh, and and I think Phyllis is playing it up at the moment, right? When she's like, "Okay," kind
1: of puts her head down. I feel like she's thinking yeah, she's about really it for real. Yeah. I think she's really like uh, because here's the thing: she does it. She which hurts Angela, mm-hmm. but even though she does, I mean, this is a this is a grab someone as you're falling off the cliff moment. You know, it's, I mean, Phyllis is still going to lose party planning. Now she has nothing to hold over Angela. So yeah, it's true. She's, she's played all her cards and
2: Mm -hmm. she knows it and uh, everyone loses.
0: It's such a funny image of falling over a cliff and pulling someone down with you over losing party planning.
2: Yeah. (laughs) You know, um, you have less responsibilities. Yeah.
0: So, I I think one other thing that happens is, is, again, in in a a new edition for the Superfan episode, is that Dwight and Angela have another secret meeting in a stairwell. And Dwight talks about breaking it off with Andy. And um, Angela says, Why don't we focus on what we have? Tell me, you know, aren't you excited for our weekend away together? And they have this weird moment where Dwight, things start to get hot and heavy because Dwight is describing the architecture of like the Quaker farmhouse. Yeah, that's right. So. (laughs) <laughs> but you can tell that, that moment, Dwight kind of, yeah, Dw- Dwight wants to move forward with their relationship, and I think you know speaking about all these things that we've talked about, Michael and uh, Meredith and uh, Toby and um, his his purchase of Princess Unicorn, even this moment between Angela and Phyllis, and now with Dwight and Angela and Andy, there's this notion of going all in and calling bluffs, and i I'm, I just kind of it, it just has kind of come up organically. Uh, as we talked about it. But all of these characters are are pushing all in in Mm. these different moments. Michael is going full steam ahead on trying to push Meredith into rehab. Um, Angela and Phyllis are pushing each other to the breaking point, to the point where Angela calls Phyllis's bluff. Mm -hmm. Um, Andy thinks that he's all in with his engagement and is in this sort of marital bliss. He says, no matter the cultural milieu, I'm always here to provide you with Christmas cheer. Like, <laughs> there is this element of, like, full commitment and being full in on things, that I think, in this episode that is really realized. And and and, and Toby thinking that he's all in and that everything is guaranteed, but it's not. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's very interesting the way that these things can kind of come together in this particular episode. And the characters who maybe don't go all in as much the coalition for reason minus toby oscar jim pam they're more they're more and daryl they're more pulled back in this episode daryl Mm -hmm. and jim their big uh one of their big contributions is realizing that when meredith's hair catches fire that our sprinklers don't work yeah that's right that that was was.
1: kind of a deleted scene too right I i don't remember that originally yeah (laughs)
0: <laughs> so, I mean, maybe that's why this episode feels so chaotic, as you as we were discussing in the beginning, because so many characters are, um, yeah, embracing all in, going full forward, whatever parlance you want to use, but yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, any other final thoughts on this episode, favorite moments that we didn't touch on? Uh,
2: I, I, another shot I, of Dwight's what?
1: socks in the intervention, white socks yeah. this time,
2: which seemed a little, mm. I don't know why I don't see Dwight as a white sock guy, but here we are.
0: He's more of a tan, spicy brown.
2: Tan, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, Beige I, socks.
0: The Meredith talking about how she has an addiction to porn is oh, yeah. a, <laughs> a pretty unique moment from this episode. And like you said, it's always funny when we see Dwight Socks. It's always funny when everyone in the audience groans. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um,
1: yeah. This is another. Oh, great, it's kind um, of a gross, like, oh, God. The, the camera work is particularly good on that joke as well. Just the way that it's it's uh, it's a close up on uh, Meredith. And she's mm-hmm. saying, I do have an addiction and it's quick to zoom out to everyone <laughs> an addiction to porn.
0: Ugh. Ah. <laughs> I I also like that. Stanley rejects being the big guy in the tiny hat and then Kevin embraces it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and then he tries right over. And you That's know what, so in funny. terms of like how every all these characters approach a situation with Meredith, I find Kevins is pretty funny where he just says fire girl too soon too soon, yeah, like he has yeah. this <laughs> this awareness that, that uh, maybe Michael might not you know yeah. shout out to Andy's little
2: uh story about being in college. Oh yeah! When I was in college, I used to get wicked hammered. The way he <laughs> says that, uh, I don't know if any of that's true, but
1: But he says
0: whenever he says body shots off myself, it always makes me laugh. <laughs> so hey, yeah,
1: because it's it's off myself. Some, do some body shots. It's <laughs> off myself. There's like a pause. Boot <laughs> rally more so go to class.
0: That um, elements of Andy, I think, is is part of what's missing in later stage. Andy is that I, sort of rolling improv. What is he talking about? Do we believe yeah, him? Yeah. He's moving so
1: fast, he doesn't even realize. He just said that he gets all A's. That's why they called him Ace, and he got all B's. That's Straight why B's. they call him Buzz.
0: <laughs> I feel <laughs> lachrymose. Yeah. yeah. But a no, good call it. I think, excuse me. Um, there are so many little one-liners and signature moments in this episode, from Princess Unicorn to Andy's speech, Um. Like there are just a lot of little burning. There are a lot of little bits and pieces yeah, in this episode burning. that uh, that give it a lot of color and make it feel really unique and distinct.
1: Yeah, I, 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 going back and rewatching it, I felt like there were a lot of drops in this episode that we we tend to use. Um, oh! Burning <laughs> that one in particular, uh, but uh... And- Sorry, okay.
0: one last thing before you wrap up, because it's coming to be a finish it now. What say we do? Um, the focus on gift-giving is not really in this episode. When mm. you think about Yankee mm. Swap, um, you think about um, Secret Santa later on, you think about Classy Christmas later on. Like Elements of gift-giving is, is just kind of absent from this episode, which I think makes it a little bit unique as well. It kind of lets us focus on the character. Dynamics. Yeah. Obviously, Toby's buying the gift for his daughter, um, but um, just another another wrinkle for this one.
1: Very nice. Well, there you have it. It's uh, a uh, One more thing. I'm just kidding. Oh, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Actually, I, I do have one more thing, which is- Go uh, ahead. Ed, just Ed
2: Helms' performance on the very last scene as he leaves, because it's like three stages of getting shut down by the office. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he does the whole song, just stone silence. Angela, I think I'd like to go home now. He's like, sure, tough room. <laughs> yeah, I just learned it. Uh, a little round of applause. Nothing, and then <laughs> in the very end, that little look at the very end. He's like, ah, Merry yeah. Christmas to all, and to all a good night.
1: Just like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah, it's really well done, man. It, it, there's a while there where his anger management was really working. <laughs> like, he's pretty blessed out this entire totally. episode, despite totally. being rejected yeah. by everybody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, well, there you have it. That's Moroccan Christmas. Um, (laughs) uh, we'll take a quick break and we'll meet back up in the conference room.
2: Right now, right now, conference room. Topic, whole brewery,
1: let's go. Okay, to start off this conference room, uh, we actually did just take a little break and I went upstairs to discover a package had just arrived from our oh. favorite brewery, Lady oh. Justice Brewing in Aurora, Colorado. So I'm gonna what? crack this open. Um, maybe uh maybe what Hey, guys- I'm wearing their sweater right now. Oh. Um. Yeah. I guess if uh, if you don't listen to the show often, uh, it, uh, Lady Justice is a fan of the show, and we once did a trivia night out there. Um,
0: and uh, brewed a beer together.
1: That's correct.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, We're doing an unboxing. Shout
0: out, shout out to our friends at Lady Justice. Alex has a sweatshirt on. Sean is unboxing. I have the sticker on my microphone stand. Look at us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow.
1: Um. It's, uh, so, anyways, I believe this is, we brewed a, uh, a a smoke beer called Rye and Started the Fire with rye uh, in it. And I believe these are some aged.
0: Can you imagine if it was virgins. like a glitter bomb or something? <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> yep. Here is a, a bunch of cans of Rye and Started the Fire. All wow. right. And there's some more in here, though. Oh wow! Oh dang! So we got some stickers from them. Oh, hey.
2: Cool. hey, bring uh, those to uh, bring those to New Year's, eh? We'll uh, so we'll get a picture drinking those things. Some lovely. Oh, Glass I'm
0: actually, I'm actually wow. pretty stoked on
1: that. This is really These are glasses
0: awesome. that Sean is showing to the camera. Cause yeah, tough. Sorry. Sorry. Podcast, yeah. But, uh,
1: just anyways, uh, we just got a Christmas <laughs> gift. So that's why <laughs> very, very nice. And,
0: uh, right in the moment too, it just happened. Yeah. Uh, this yeah. is very similar Thank to you, our live and call, call and from a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah
1: think- that
2: was, well, that was exciting. This is,
0: <laughs> this is, um, you know, this is
1: fine. <laughs> <laughs> well there okay. you go uh cool no, thank you again. Um, thank you again super exciting um uh what the else word. i mean <laughs> let's do i i think this is kind of just a holiday check-in right i mean what's going on edwin what about mm. you man what's going on you, with you, you mean,
0: you didn't read the agenda and prepare everything uh
2: you put that in the f- you put that in your special file folder oh. mm.
0: It went along with the uh, with Crash. the uh, memos from corporate. No, I'm I'm joking, of course. Um, we were just going to take this segment and just kind of check in really quickly around the holidays because it's that it's that time of year. It's the season of mercy, and. <clears throat> I think we just wanted to uh, catch up a little bit because uh, I've been traveling quite a bit. I think uh, I am actually back in LA, back in sunny LA for um, for a hot second, for a few days to see some friends and family very quickly uh, before I go back to Portland for Christmas. So very excited for all of that. I spent almost all—I spent more than twenty-four hours in a single day traveling because I was flying west. So with time zones and time differences, a very long travel day. Um, I did have a layover in Philly, so Philly Edwin um, was in direct (laughs) effect for about four hours at the Philadelphia Airport. Oh man, I
1: wish I could have seen it. I love Philly, dirty town.
0: (laughs) It's full. Hey, it's full of history and it smells like cheesesteaks. Okay, Mm. so, um, but no, I just uh, I'm excited to be back in the U.S. for a little while, and uh, I'm excited to see you guys here in uh, in short order. Nice to
2: have you back in a country that
0: has movies. (laughs)
2: Uh, nice i i'll be heading out to sisters oregon one of the most charming little towns you'll ever see in the world as these gentlemen will attest uh with my family for three four nights here over christmas we've got uh we have a family tradition i've I've probably talked about this on the podcast before but my family are are like our go-to board game growing up was sorry the game sorry And as we got older, it got increasingly more intense and competitive. And it's now at the point where we literally, as a family, we allow ourselves to play it once a year at Christmas time (laughs) because it's all we can handle. Um, It just, it's, I mean, you you guys have played that game, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I
1: I think it's been a couple decades, but.
2: Yes. Uh, It's just a very content, it could just become a very suddenly contentious game. It's all fun and games. And then.
1: Sorry, feels like it ge- is one of those games where there is no skill involved. It's just you draw That's the cra- card, you roll, you draw the card, you roll the dice. There's it's like Candyland. A,
2: there's a tiny bit of skill. I mean, a, v- a shred of skill when it comes to like who you choose to take out and which which of your pawns yeah. you choose to move. Okay. Those are
0: you can be you, know, you can be um, vicious a little bit or brutal in your in your decision making. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. you
2: can be a dick, and you can you can make a choice. <laughs> That the rest of the board understands, okay, this isn't in the interest this isn't in the interest of everyone else at the board. This is you have a vendetta that is actively harming my chance to win. Uh, and that's where that's where a lot of the contention comes in. So I'm looking forward to that. That's coming up soon. Well, really
0: quickly, I think we should make a quick distinction. I mean, I know you mentioned just that one element of the game is where you have the brutality sort of piece to it. Sean, you compared it to Candyland. We should be very clear. Candyland is Full of brutality and viciousness. That is the <laughs> name of the game. <laughs> That's it. it has ripped families apart for generations. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, yeah. Candy Candyland's on a whole. Candyland is just a fucking just psychedelic trip through a nightmare. Uh, I don't even <laughs> want to talk about that. But sorry, yeah. Sorry's a little more uh, just rocks and hammers, just just hitting each other for a while. Shoots uh, and ladders. And, and the game can go on for a long time if just no one gets lucky. Anyway. I don't know how I uh, anyway that's a holiday tradition coming up for what me. What what else do you have
0: going on Alex this holiday season? I
2: had my first corporate holiday party. I've I've you know I've worked independently for the last uh you know 8 years or so. So I've never I've never really had company parties and having having recently joined a place I am I had my first one. The theme was uh Vintage Vegas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was at the Hilton in downtown Portland. It was very nice. There was it was like casino night. There was straight up casino tables i ended up just playing poker for maybe four hours the entire time uh there was a magic show during dinner this guy named like <laughs> jim the great or jim the amazing or something mm-hmm. um, and just class just classic stuff you know classic uh tricks and uh uh crowd work just loved it it was campy but wonderful um but I'll say this the best did he make side. his career
0: disappear the way that Jim the <laughs> yeah
2: uh my unfortunately my wife had to work that night work night shift so she couldn't go with me so I took our friend Danny as my date <laughs> to vintage Vegas um along, Boys with,
0: night, uh, baby. <laughs>
2: along with my friends our friends Peter and Mary uh Peter works at the same company oh, I do that's so nice. there's the four yeah. of us um and then uh <laughs> our other friend uh, our other friend um uh brian who you might know but um <clears throat> it was just a really great evening but i i have to say like, it was just a, a funny part of the holiday thing so so danny's uh a, a beloved friend of ours you know he's he's mm-hmm. been a single guy he's a single man has been for a bit he's been dating <laughs> mm-hmm. uh but him and i just pushed up and played poker for like four hours at the whole time and towards the end of the night <laughs> danny leans over he's like where's all the single ladies, you know, where's all, where's all, where's all the girls at? And I was like, Danny, you've been playing poker with me for four <laughs> hours. Like there's a dance floor full of women right over there. <laughs> and, and it was like, if the camera would have swung over and there was literally the dance floor empty, except for 20 girls, all just dancing by themselves. And you're just like, I, I can't help you, man. Can't help you. You got to help it was yourself.
0: Just, hey, there was the two of you guys, pair of Mary's just a pair of Marys. Mm. yeah I, I i
2: could have been a better wingman i suppose but I, I wasn't even in that zone and he didn't say anything till the end of the night and i was like ah well what are you gonna do anyway uh <laughs> first holiday party well uh, a, a smashing success i enjoyed it quite a bit nice yeah nice
0: i had a christmas uh holiday party as well nothing super eventful to report on the theme was uh, outer space um But it was a a fun thing to to get to go to a corporate Christmas party. I feel like I haven't been to one of those in quite a while um, just with the pandemic. And then, um, yeah, it's just like it was fun to be at a corporate Christmas party again. But, yeah. And, Sean, I know you mentioned you haven't been to a Christmas party.
1: I As a a freelancer, I really don't believe I've ever been to a Christmas party. Um, uh, So, you know, I mean, Christmas for me is usually catching up on the great TV shows and albums of the year that I haven't had a chance to consume yet. Um, so Let's I'm, I'm going to give it. some recommendations. Let's do it. Wait,
0: I have a recommendation. I have a recommendation first. That okay. Sean, you okay. should organize a Christmas party for all the independent oh. contractors in Portland who may need to have... Uh,
1: a <laughs> of Christmas all, of all industries. <laughs> there you go. Yes, yeah. exactly. That, that would be a very contra- interesting. A
2: contractor Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also, I, I like also that. have a, re- I also have a request, Sean. Okay, please stop.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead. Um, yeah, let's see. Um, so in, Ryan's been a little sick lately, so we've kind of just been hanging at home, and we discovered Fleischman is in trouble on Hulu, um, starring Jesse Eisenberg and Lizzie Kaplan. Uh, I think the seventh episode comes out tonight um so super excited to watch that uh that one's kind of had me hooked um Hmm. really interesting show that i don't know where it's going i have i really am uh is stroking
0: his beard quizzically as he says yeah
1: yeah uh what's the platform for people that is on hulu hulu Hulu. um cool Nice. yeah yeah um and uh you know al- great albums uh, from this year my favorite um that i'll probably be re-listening to a bunch uh is a uh, big thief um dragon new warm mountain i believe in you is the name of it that's a great like kind of indie folk album i was really lucky to get to see them earlier this year um so that's that's a good cozy one so is uh Toro Imwa's album Mahal uh, is a little bit funkier and uh monogamy great... for
2: Mahal and me
1: <laughs> both, both those uh, both those albums have been great like background have it on in the house uh, kind of music so um cool and uh, I mean podcast wise um gosh you know it's always uh just actually the, this American life recently did a game show episode that was really good so i'm just gonna throw out that i just listened to that recently and really enjoyed it
2: oh i got a podcast for you on the recommendation Mm -hmm. sean have Mm -hmm. you heard wild boys no all right uh you're gonna love it it's got some it's not it's not the pulpy true crime that i
1: know you love uh but Mm -hmm. if you also
2: want that there's another there's another show called bone valley
1: that is Oh really, yeah, really good. that's you, been on the top of the that's been there top you go. of Check the Check out Bone City. Valley if you
2: like true crime. Wild yeah. Boys is it's called um, Chameleon. Wild like Chameleon's the studio that made it. So you search for like Chameleon Wild hmm. Boys, but it's the story yeah. of this small town in uh, British Columbia. I believe it's called Vernon. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the eighties, these two teenage boys just show up in town. They're like super skinny and they just show up out of nowhere and no one knows who they are the town kind of starts to take care of them and then sort of discover like everything they've told them is a lie about who they are mm. and that's where I'll I'll leave it with you Creepy. um mm. it's really it's really good really well oh fun. did
1: you tell me to listen to sweet bobby did you S- recommend that sweet, one sweet
2: sweet baby boinkers
1: sweet bobby <laughs> okay there's another there's another podcast out there called sweet bobby which is all about um, I don't know if it came out this year or what, but um, it I was, did not tell you it was one that. that I fell in love with this year. That was like all about like this woman who gets catfished, and it is mm. very strange. Um, so I, I'll recommend that.
0: Sweet I told Baby you to listen to Lost
2: Hills, which I don't know if oh, you I ever Lost did Hills. listen to.
1: I'm gonna download it. I, I like
0: Hills. I like these I like these two name podcasts that you guys have adjective <laughs> and then and then noun mm-hmm. Wild Boys Bobby Hills, Wild Boys Bow, Devil Valley. Town mm-hmm. Spicy Brown. <laughs>
2: Sweet Baby Boinkers.
0: Sweet Baby Boinkers is a companion podcast that Alex and I have <laughs> where we talk about Fall Guys, the video game, but then also classic Fall Guys throughout history. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Uh, yeah, well, I told
2: these guys I'm rewatching season one of True Detective because that's just kind of where I'm at these days. Yeah. That headspace. Uh, also. I've just like new music. I've just been out of music for so long. So I don't have anything new there. I just listen to the same <laughs> stuff over and over. Cause I like it. Um, but I okay. will give a, uh, I did finally watch season two of reservation dogs. If you have not seen that show, it's also on Hulu. Have you seen it, Edwin?
0: No, I watched the first one. I really liked it. The first episode I should say, and I just, I, I, haven't, I haven't gone back to it, but I, I highly
2: it recommend you, you pick it up. It's, it is really, really good. It's one of, it's just there's not many shows like it. It's it's a really well done comedy. It's um Taika Waititi is the kind of executive mm-hmm. producer of it and it feels like his movies or his shows. Um Yeah. But it's it's really really good. Uh kind of focuses on a a group of four young teenagers on a reservation in Oklahoma. Uh
1: and I will recommend that. There you go. Very nice. Edwin, any recommendations?
0: Um, you know, a couple that come to mind, uh, I, I mean, I'm, I feel like I'm behind a little bit in catching up. I, I was able to catch up on some movies on the plane, uh, yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, I finally watched Nope. I finally watched everything everywhere all at once. I watched the oh, Bob's F- Burgers movie. Did, so I watched how, all three of those in of
2: one flight. The, that's a great double feature of movies. What'd you think?
0: Oh, uh, I, I mean, I, I enjoyed them quite a bit. Everything everywhere all at once. I mean, incredible. And especially to watch it so on a plane, good. like it hits different, oh. you know? Oh, oh man. man. Yeah.
2: yeah. That movie, it should win every that movie should win best picture and it won't but it really I mean that movie was yeah unbelievable
0: yeah it was incredible I mean I I mean you guys know I'm pretty uh late to the party on a lot of things like that so um or I will watch them at my leisure so I, I could recommend that for sure I think uh as far as music goes a couple things that um I saw in uh, in Zurich while I was trying to explore the music scene and by that I just mean like go to concerts and stuff I saw Jacob Banks who's a soul singer um hmm and he's fantastic he has an incredible singing voice um would highly recommend that um i really liked this album from this year by Sam Henshaw i think it's called Untidy Soul um mm. and i they 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 have a song where they collaborate i think and then um i also saw do you guys know Leve she's like a jazz singer no um but i saw her in Zurich as well that was a fantastic show oh, um nice. So, yeah, some recommendations there. Um, so check all of that out.
2: Right on. Uh, I, and I uh, you know to... what?
0: If if you're looking for a, a good Christmas album this year, it came out a couple years ago, but A Very Wolfy Christmas um, is ah. a great listen. Oh, I didn't even know that. Year. Year if you have though... to it, yeah. Oh, It's great. really good. I'm it's um, kind of some Christmas songs. It's a Wolfpeck songs, kind of reinterpreted to be very Christmassy. Cool. And, um, yeah.
1: There you go. Oh, I'll say there's an album that came out this year that Edwin turned me on to. And that I, that I love has been heavy rotation for me is the Corey Wong album. Um oh, power uh, station. Who is, he is a member of wolf peck or just a friend.
0: Uh, both. He's a guitarist. Oh, okay. <laughs>
1: cool. <laughs> uh, yeah. Power station. That's the one, uh, yeah. that album is great. Um, uh, I'll, I'll just throw in some movies. Um, uh, the Bones and All uh, was so good. It's the new Luca... Um, his, uh, it's No, Luca Guadagnino <laughs> <laughs> is the director. Uh, that movie was fabulous. <laughs> uh And man, I really loved... Uh, <laughs> I really loved the, um, the movies, uh, the Mia Goth movies, X and Pearl, are we both super good and they both came oh, out this I know year what you're talking about they both came and, out this year yeah yeah and uh and uh if you stay after the credits on pearl they tease a third movie so mm. uh pearl was like spectacular like better than x even so i recommend getting into that trilogy um so you're caught up when the next one comes out which could be any minute because mm-hmm. they're just put- <laughs> putting those movies out um Porter, Sean,
2: we of saw, course, but... Sean we saw the menu together right was that
1: with you? yeah that was good I like yeah. that yeah that was, a was really movie. fun really fun that, yeah fun movie that was a good one um, but uh, I don't know a triangle of sadness might be my favorite oh crap I just watched Pinocchio the other day too which is on Netflix that is really good
2: I've heard that's great
1: it's it's so good it's like it's genuinely a little nightmarish for a mm. kid's movie um, it's really bizarre pinocchio is immortal but keeps dying and going to the underworld <laughs> like it's whoa
0: really strange wow. very jiminy
1: different cricket <laughs> <Yeah>. hey there <laughs> there is a jiminy cricket <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: um <laughs> uh, if i can right, make well, alex shake
0: his head then i can I've done my job yeah
1: uh gosh um well, that's I think, enough
2: recommendations I'd say. I think yeah, that's I enough
1: recommendations. <laughs> uh, I think that's all we have time for tonight, but um uh if uh, if you want to shoot us a, a voicemail, I uh, I know that we're going to be doing a voicemail uh, episode Bag. very soon. Maybe We generally do a New Year's a year-end voicemail yeah, special. Yeah, so that's generally. almost so that's next episode. So, right?
2: Yes, cuz we'll do now. a
1: Patreon. <laughs> we'll do a Patreon. Before
2: the uh, New Year, we'll yeah. But somewhere around New Year's, we'll record that. So that uh, now's that the special. time.
1: Yeah. Call us 503-694-9314. Uh, or you can email us MS company at gmail.com. That's a great place to send trivia. Uh, we have Facebook and Instagram. We have a website, Michael Scott pod dot com. Uh, we're on Patreon, of course, patreon.com dot slash Michael Scott. You can become a Scott's tot for five bucks a month. You get our white lotus uh, white lotus christmas uh podcast our ted lasso season two podcast our monthly mailbags um main feed episodes uh we donate a portion of the funds to the third good marshall college fund um so please uh join us on there if you'd like to support the show or if you just need more mspc it's there it's there for the taking Uh, um so very special thanks to our scott's tots uh, very special thanks to Ryan Lloyd who designs all our artwork this episode was recorded over video chat
0: thank you for listening this episode will be coming out right before Christmas this year and I know I I, and we say thank you at every single episode but as the year comes to an end it's it's pretty important to kind of realize just what this show means uh, I think for, for all of us and you know the fact that we're, keep, we're still doing it uh, despite some geography mm-hmm. uh, changes um, but we're two months Not from hitting four years. I know. That's amazing. So, I mean, just thank you for listening. Thank you for being with us all this time, even if you this is your first episode. You've never listened to us before. Um, <laughs> but just know that, you know, in addition to the listening and the support, like a lot of the messages and emails and things that you do send, um, I know that a lot of times it can feel like maybe they get lost in the shuffle um, because it's just the, the few of us running this show, but um, it really means a lot to hear from you um, in whatever way that you express or communicate that. And I just... Uh, I hope the best for all of you during this Christmas time and into the new year and uh, we just love and appreciate you all. So thank you. Uh, take care, stay safe. We'll see you next week. Pippity poppy, give me the salmon. Yes,
1: yes sir. sir.
0: And happy Hanukkah. Troll
2: the little old
1: U tide do do do
2: I think I'd like to go home now. Sure. Tough room.
1: (laughs) Come on, I just learned it. Just so you know, protocol is a little round of applause.
2: But Merry Christmas to all and to all a good
1: night. Seeking the truth never gets
2: old.